Alright, it's Joe and Doug, and it's the August the 24th this morning mm-hmm. at something like 9.43 a.m. And we are talk about what we have on tap today for cigars. This Doug. is La Aurora uh, with the broadleaf wrapper. <clears throat> These are the ones that came out in Preferitos a few years ago, and then they released them in the non-fancy shape. Uh, a little bit cheaper, but the same filler, same same wrappers. So we're on the broadleaf today. <clears throat> Fancy cutter. That's always a cool sound to have on the recording. <laughs> snap. <laughs> Snicker snack. Look at this, I've got a hole. Oh, that's weird. It is weird. Probably had a little knot of tobacco that fell out of that spot. Sweet pre-draw. <clears throat> you smoked this before? I have not. I've never smoked this. In fact, all of these in this pack I've never smoked. So that's why I wanted to do these. light. That's good. <clears throat> Plenty sweet today. A little bit of that pepper tingle on my tongue. Yeah. Had just a tad bit of a char, and I say that in a good way, not a bad way. That might have been just because I just lit it, but... I don't know if there's more foot smoke there <coughs> than normal, but I've been I just, in, like I just inhaled a bit of it. So maybe it's a little more yeah, foot smoke. It does than seem like that. Somebody playing some Black Sabbath or something in the street. Do you yeah, hear? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I wonder if it's picking it up. That's funny. I'm, we should we should tell him to pull closer. <coughs> pick up closer. He's with some Black Sabbath this morning. Yeah. Okay. So. Ozzy. I'm getting the tingles a little bit down in my throat. Which is, and it's not bad. I don't like the the nicotine or the pepper tingle very much. And this is, this is so far a, a nice amount of tingle. There's an interesting, on the, when I exhaled, I purged uh, a little bit, so I went through a really small hole in my lips and get some really unique flavors right on my lips when I do that. I would almost say chocolate. Yeah, I was thinking coffee a minute ago. Yeah, those are always really similar. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's a good start. I'm actually not getting, you said sweet. I'm not getting much sweet out of it. Um, but 
a little bit ago I did have some orange juice, so that might, that might be affecting. <laughs> it's really sweet orange juice. That might be allowing me not to taste it. Anyway. But, well, we'll let this develop a little yeah, bit and see what, see what emerges. But what's on your radar this week, Doug, as far as... Uh, well, <clears throat> I don't know. I can always go to politics. I probably listen to too much political stuff. I've actually been a little bit off the radar this week. I do know that the president had some <coughs> rousing speeches. I caught a little bit of the of the speech on the night of the eclipse. So was it Monday? And that was... Uh, I guess I, I mean, you okay with me just leading off here? Sure, go for it. I hate watching anybody give teleprompter speeches. <laughs> but I think Trump is maybe the worst at it. I like what he had to say, but man, just it was it was like... It was torturous watching him turn back and forth from the different teleprompters and you know I didn't feel like I was hearing him I felt like he was just reading and it was not entertaining but uh, <laughs> so, it, what sometimes I think when we hear him all it is is entertaining I think actually if somebody writes his speech and he has some time to process it I think he probably presents better but I wonder if there's a certain Part of the American people that just love letting him fly off the handle. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that so far, I mean, I uh, heard some excerpts from Arizona. Was it last night or the night before? It was the night before he yeah. was in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And uh seemed like got some good response there. That was more of one of those, more of a rally, you know, kind of off-the-cuff talking. Mm -hmm. But all in all, I think we might be getting the sort of, Trump back from that we had during the campaign, sort of the, sort of the personality is emerging. So, well, I hope so. And you're right; it is entertaining. I um, that. do you know? We, did you, see, you know we looked at the eclipse. He actually looked at it. Oh, there's a, there's a picture. At least there was a picture of him looking up at it online, which kind of made me laugh a little bit. Did he I, have eclipse glasses on? He did not. Just looking at <laughs> he it. Just looked at it. And, you know, I'm working with my girls so much to say, you don't look at it unless you have the glasses on. We had the little cereal box things that mm -hmm. was fun. I was amazed how those work. Um, and this is super fun just to tell, you know, when things awe you and you're like, oh, I didn't think it was going to work like that. It's really fun to talk about because it it's a simple cereal box thing my wife made and there's instructions mm -hmm. online to make them. But one side has a pinhole. Yep. And so then it's got a hole where you can put your eye up to and that pinhole lets enough light in. I was expecting to see shadow on the bottom of the cereal box, but it, but it's you put a white piece of paper on the bottom of the cereal box on the inside. So when you look at it, it's almost like a photo image. The white reflects it. I mean, you can see color, and it was amazing. I'm like, I'm actually seeing this. This is really cool. You know, because it was a, mostly overcast here, but when yeah. the clouds went away, you could see the blue come in. You could, mm. and we were actually at the tail end of the eclipse, and so we didn't get much of the eclipse. But okay. just looking through the viewer yeah. was cool to me. Yeah. So I felt like a kid. You know? That's that's great. We 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 were kind of all around, kind of waiting to watch it, and it was really cloudy. But just it seemed like right as the, right as the eclipse was set to begin, the clouds kind of cleared up just enough, and actually we could look straight at it because the clouds, the clouds were so were so thick that we could actually see. I mean, there were times when it got bright, and we don't look at it, you know. And then we actually used a I had a welding mask that oh. we just used. And Is that good enough? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. Hmm. And so we were able to watch. Um, but on the humorous side of things, mm -hmm. I actually, my wife, one of her friends texted her, 
that afternoon and asked how long we had to wait after the eclipse before we could look at the sun with our bare eyes again. (laughs) I laughed for a long... I'm still laughing about that, actually. That's pretty hilarious. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the person was serious as well. Well, I... Okay, and this is a little bit funny, too. When I was a kid, I remember explaining to somebody. I said, oh, well, what happens is... Because it was like I was in elementary school when I when I... We looked at it and we got to see an eclipse. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, when the moon, I was all explaining, when the moon covers the sun, that intensifies the light that's coming around it and makes it so much brighter it'll just burn your eyes, which was totally wrong. Yeah, not true. Yeah. But what an example of how we speak about things today. I was so passionate. It's like, oh, I don't want you to burn out your eyes. And I was saying it just like it was completely accurate and true, and it was completely wrong. And, you know, as I got older, I remembered that I was telling people that completely incorrectly. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny how we think of things sometimes. Our, you know, we have we have a little bit of information, and our brains fill in the rest, and and that's what we know. Yeah, well, and that's not a bad thing, but we have to realize wh- what's happening. It's, it's like it's like the idea when you look at a baby in a crib, so they have the bars blocking out part of their face. You still know you're looking at the face of the baby, right. and your brain fills it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there is the potential for it to fill in inaccurately. Incorrectly, yeah. Oh, well, so... <laughs> we could we could run on that for a while. We could. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to go back to President. But I thought I was getting a little leather in the scar. I thought I should mention there might be a hint of leather coming in. Yeah, I get that. I I may need to move, though, because of my... Smoke's blowing I, right yeah, back in I your face. Yeah, I feel like coming on back okay. in. Um, but we'll see. Okay. Well, um, yeah, there... I actually went back to a pre-election speech, and I only watched it, it was long, it was like maybe maybe 45 minutes, he talked a long time, and I watched some of it, and I was like, man, that was, it was pretty, mostly encouraging, but all the stuff he was saying, I think this is, this is good stuff, and I, I know that when you're talking with people that think he's the Antichrist, they don't believe in the Antichrist, that's right, I'm sorry, (laughs) but they, it's like, You know, yeah, you have to, you have to be able to talk about issues without somebody demonizing you or the person that you're supporting, yeah. and you know, regardless of which side you're on. And um, I heard Adam Carolla say something today or yesterday. So I just happened to click on one of his things just for a second to I can't remember what it was. Um, but he was saying, you know, I'm an atheist. I got a couple of kids. I got cars I want to buy. I got a book I'm writing. I got all the stuff I'm doing. It's like on some level, I just don't care. Yeah. And I think most people just want to live their lives. They kind of don't care. But there's been so much pushback from one side, that being the left, saying, you're bad, you're evil, stop being that way, that some people just get pissed off and said, you know, F you, basically. (laughs) Um, We're going to get this guy in there, and I'm, I'm just tired of you picking on us. And I don't know that that's a good attitude. I don't think that's the best way to live. It's not best. Pragmatically. <laughs> yeah. Pragmatically, it works out, I suppose. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't expect everybody to be engaged to the, to the hilt. But right. I would rather have a person like that that just says, let me live, than one who wants to make decisions for me mm-hmm. in my life, <clears throat> my kids, and my business, and, and things. You said something really smart. I don't remember if, if it was 
is on oh boy. one of our recordings or not. No, write but you it, said write it down. there's always people that are trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> and that goes that goes from local, whether it's local people and local government to big people and big government. Yeah. Well, and I see that right now. I was just, just on the way here. I was listening to a talk show host talking about uh, Mitch McConnell and how how out of touch he seems to be with the sort of spirit of the American people right now. Because, I mean, hit or miss, whatever, the president shows up to do a rally. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people show up. There's lines out the door. You might get a few... You, you might get a score of protesters that make a lot of noise and seem like they're a bigger group than they are. But the, the fact is, every, every, every place that... This guy goes, the people come out in droves to see him and to cheer him on and, to, and everything. And, and yet you have Republican leaders <coughs> like Mitch McConnell who seem to think that their sort of system of control is still intact. And I, and, yeah. and, and I want to yeah. just lump all of, you know, we say that it's the left that wants to make all of the decisions for our lives and stuff, but it's not really true. It's the political class in general. Yes. And I, I really can't find a whole lot to distinguish one from the other, except for some, some, some words, you know. The rhetoric is a little bit different, but, uh-oh. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so, I, so I made a mistake. I feel like, we'll, we'll get back to politics in a second. I just shouldn't have done that. I know better. You're not supposed to pull, slide the band off the cigar. And I started to, and it started to tear the cap of my cigar, so I'm just going to quit. You're going to quit trying to remove the label. You're not right, gonna, I'm not going to quit. quit the cigar. No, no, don't be silly. She's going to quit messing with the label. Mm-hmm. You might actually be able to take it off the right way, because these are usually the ones that are not glued, but they are they use a special like tack wax stuff yeah. so it doesn't stick to the cigar. So sure. There we go. But, but anyway, yeah, just so kind of to back to the problem. political class. They, they are so out of touch. They, can, yeah. they think that they can continue to roll with their agenda. They think that they can continue to role with this sort of mindset that they know better than we do, and the people are finally starting to wake up and say, no, listen to this guy. He, he wants to set us loose. And I think that's what people like about Donald Trump. Right? Mm-hmm. There's plenty to not like about him. Yes, there's plenty. But I think it's, it's a lot of frustration that, that gets people behind him. Frustration with people trying to control our lives. Yeah, and... Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, and the we, it seems like there's this idea that, oh, we have to have the government do this, whichever side you're on, mm-hmm. and there aren't. I don't think there are enough people, or maybe that's rising now. There's there's a group of people saying no, we don't need the government to do either. <laughs> they don't need to be involved in this decision. Just leave us alone. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm not sure that Trump's completely the best embodiment of that by any. But I, I think he's, he at least doesn't have, he doesn't have the same commitments to either side. And that's, that's bringing, letting some good stuff rise to the top. I think he's, uh, to, to build or add on to what you were just saying, I think that Trump really understands, he's keenly aware of what it is like to just try to be successful in life. You know, just try to work and build and, and do for you and yours, you know? I mean, he's keenly aware of that concept. And I think that he is very keenly aware, too, of the ways that the government is in the way of an individual's 
pathway to success. And when I say success, I'm talking about, you know, worldly, financial, business success. But in that regard, he's a friend. He's a friend. Um, and, and if I can make a small comment about business, and don't forget where you were going to go after that, just like locally, and I'm not going to get started on whether it's local government or bigger, but locally there are some things as, as a person owning a rental property. Um, there's some pressure on th- things that I have to do. And on some level I could argue principally that I don't like some of the pressure they uh, and this. But the fact of the matter is if you're out there to make money, and on some level I just have to say, I kind of don't care about the pressure. Maybe I'm going to do it. Maybe I'm going to throw a fit. Maybe I'm not. But the point is, I bought that property to make money. So regardless of the rules or lack thereof, I'm going to make money on that property. I'm going to do it. And I can. sometimes I don't want to take time to argue principally about some of the things that they're forcing on me locally. And sometimes I do. But the fact that either way, whether I argue and win or don't argue and lose, that property's going to make money and I'm going to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. That's really important, especially from a from a business standpoint. That's why I got it. I'm going to be and I'm going to be a good landlord because good landlords get better tenants and make more money. Right. So there, just lost my ash. Ah, there we go. Lost it. I heard you, but I couldn't see you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you see me on a chair. <laughs> Hello, sweetie. Hi. Um. Hi. Can you mind if she intrudes while I feed the chickens? I could try to keep her out. How about if I come over and give her a kiss? Here, you help mom with the chickens, okay? She can be in here, it's okay. We can edit. Editing is beautiful. Okay. But anyway, so making money. Making money. Um, and it's not just about money, but money connects to providing for my family and yeah. that kind of thing. So before I launch into my idea that I had yesterday about taxation, mm-hmm. um, I want to know where, and maybe we've had this conversation before, maybe we had this conversation last week, I don't remember. I, I tend to forget things, but what role does the government play? What, 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 what things ought the government to be involved in? Um, okay. So, I think I can answer that, but you have to clarify if you're talking national government or local government, because it matters. <laughs> and maybe you want me to answer both. Well, let's, let's say real broad for now, just government in general. And then you can, if you need, if you want to isolate, the okay. federal government should be responsible for this, or the state government should be involved with that, but what ought government do? Um... They should they they should allow people freedom to live. I'm gonna um, stop you right there. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry. They don't need to do anything <laughs> to allow them to. But, sorry. There's no action they need to do to allow people. To I, live. Just, I knew you didn't believe that. You're right. So you're I right. wanted to I didn't phrase it right. Put the brakes right there. Sorry. They, what they their job is to make sure that nobody else interferes. Safeguard liberty. Right. Okay. Interferes with. Um, the ability to live and pursue the things you want to pursue in life. Um, So, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that there are some things that um, require money that governments ought to do. One of them is to have an army to defend us against Mm -hmm. our enemies. Um, You know... 
I think that people could make the case that governments ought to oversee the construction of roads and public works like uh, critical infrastructure. I don't even know about that. I mean, I think that you could probably make a case against that, but I think it's convenient if we just use government for that because um, it's, it's a little bit, oh gosh, am I going to say that government's more expedient? <clears throat> but I think it kind of probably is to, have, to, give, to give over some authority to make some critical infrastructure decisions because mm -hmm. if, if we keep it in private hands, we tend to argue about it too much. Um, but anyway, yeah, there, there are some things. So, so I was thinking yesterday. Yesterday we had, there was a Powerball drawing that was the second highest in... <laughs> In, in history, okay. it was seven, over it was over seven hundred million dollars. Was this okay. was this Powerball drawing? And I was wondering to myself, how would it be if all taxes, all taxes, were voluntary and a lottery based system? Forget income tax, forget licensing, and, and all these different. I mean, there's hundreds of taxes. Mm -hmm. What if all tax was just derivative of something like that. I think it would make it way better because it would be voluntary. You didn't wouldn't have to pay if you didn't want to. But if you did choose to pay, you got always got a chance of getting it back. In That's really funny. <clears throat> hey, come hey, in and give me a cigar hug. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> That can, that can only add to the recording when your daughter comes and gives you a kiss, right? You bet. Kids are welcome. <clears throat> so, that's interesting, and it's funny that I've never thought about that. Um, wow. I'm not even sure where to go there. But it causes a lot of other things to, to stir up in my brain, you know, and that's just that, <clears throat> that, that the, the most simple and what I think is best <clears throat> that I've heard that if there's going to be tax, you should only pay for things that you benefit from. Now, that can, you can get a little hairy there because you have to trust the people in charge right. to say everyone's benefiting from this because at some point they could, they could really go crazy with even that idea. But the idea that <clears throat> there's a border, and we're, we live in Iowa, and if we're going to protect the borders to protect the people of our country, well, yeah, Iowa benefits from that. So, yes, even as an Iowan, we should probably pay for the border <clears throat> um so that kind of stuff makes sense pay for things that you that you're getting benefit from um and don't pay to take care of someone else now this is where a really fun point that i like to make comes up because when people say well we have to take care of and then insert somebody well yes we have to take care of them but no we don't tax everybody and make everybody take care of them Right. We have to take care of them, and I'm happy to do that, but don't tax me to do it. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> if my neighbor across the street needs some help, or somebody at my church needs some help, or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're making a moral demand, but then saying it's not a moral issue, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a compulsory thing, which, which removes the moral issue altogether. Right. And I believe <clears throat> people have the right, and, and the, right, the freedom, to do the wrong thing <laughs> in America. Mm -hmm. If my parent... If my dad gets old and I decide not to take care of him, that's wrong. And you know what? Nobody should force me to pay into a system that's going to take care of him. I should take care of him, and I will take care of him. Yeah. But no, but it's wrong to force me to. Right. <clears throat> yeah. 
So, voluntary tax. That's weird. Have you have you heard about <laughs> speaking of voluntary tax, have you even heard about the clause in the tax code that says it's voluntary? Voluntary um, compliance? Only from you a long time ago, but that might be something fun to talk about. Yeah. That I we don't, don't have to pay the tax if we choose not to? Well, that's what the law says. Yeah. <clears throat> but but the courts and the code say you know, there's ex such and such penalties and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But really the law, black and white letter of the law, says that it's voluntary compliance. Which and this is at the U.S. level? Of U.S. code, yeah. I, I believe. Like I said, I don't feel well-armed to, okay. to talk about it, really, because I don't have the facts in front of me. But there are people who've won in court, I mean, that say, because the, the IRS literally cannot show where the law says they have to pay. So. Wow. But generally speaking, uh, you know, <clears throat> judges are on their side, and oftentimes juries can be convinced. Yeah. Juries. Have you ever done jury duty? I have not. I've been called at least <clears throat> once, maybe maybe twice. Once for sure I got out because I'd already booked a plane ticket. Because it, I had bought the plane ticket like a week earlier, and then they sent me the letter. It's like they said, okay, fine, mm -hmm. you can go on your trip. <clears throat> I got called in to <clears throat> do federal jury duty one time wow. in Des Moines, and... I was on the, f I was on, I made it through, I mean, made it through like I wanted mm -hmm. to do it. They, they, I was on the last selection process and then they sent me home, sent me away. So, uh, which would have been an interesting case. I was actually going to be, it was a gun case, mm. a possession. They charged a guy with illegal possession of a firearm. Okay. And, uh. Which would have been a fun, it would have been fun to be a jury activist in that case, because mm -hmm. I don't, I think every man has a right to carry a yeah, gun. Yeah, how can you, how, how is it illegal? Um, it was illegal because he was a convicted felon. Oh. And <clears throat> actually, I think he was a, had warrants at the time even, so not only was he con a convicted okay. felon and had his gun rights removed, but he also had warrants, and they found a gun on him, and it was going to be a pretty open and shut case, because the, the guy was, had chosen to defend himself. And then got kicked out of the courtroom because he was being belligerent. and So it was, I don't know. But anyway, uh, taxes, voluntary compliance, and all of that. I did get called for jury once. But every time that they, I was set to come to jury, and they, you have to get online, and they tell you when to show up, and they said, no, don't show up. But whatever happened, it either, either the person pleaded out or You're something. I didn't have to show up, yeah, for jury. Um, I, I should mention... We, we, I didn't say this earlier. We're smoking, and this this set that we're smoking of the La Aurora is, is uh, the Corona size. And I thought about this as you, uh, as the ash drops off, it seems to like some cigars, and it seems to be a standard. If it holds on for a third, that's supposed to be good. I don't I don't see why. As far as I'm concerned, when it drops off, it doesn't matter as long as it doesn't drop in my lap. But we've only been getting a little over an inch on these Coronas, mm -hmm. um, but they're performing well. The burn line straight. They're humidified really well. Um, the taste is pleasant and pleasing. Um, we're talking a lot, so I'm not paying a lot of attention to it, but I noticed the chocolate changing a little bit to coffee, and I got a little bit of a sweet for a couple draws, but n now it's back to a little more earthy. What, yeah. a, what do you think? I, I did get the leather you were talking about. Actually, once you mentioned it, I, I immediately concurred with that. And... I yeah I mean I I feel like I can get I got both chocolate and coffee I feel like I can identify them mm -hmm. so it's dark earthy dark tastes 
black strap molasses or something. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> dark specific there. Dark mm-hmm. things, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's oily too. It's not dry. I don't like dry smokes very well, very it much. There are a couple exceptions to that, but it's oily and it's it feels nice on the mouth. I like the way that feels when I don't have to take a drink every draw. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. That's true. Um, Compared to it's it's a much richer smoke than like say we had last week with the what was the other one last week was, was the, the Connecticut Connecticut yeah it doesn't have the, the sweetness it doesn't have the nuttiness that that one had which mm-hmm. if you like sweet and nutty then you probably want to smoke um, Connecticut's but but sometimes the sweetness will come through even on these but this one's more earthy it doesn't have the sweetness so yeah um, <clears throat> and where I almost. Where I almost popped the, almost raked the cap off trying to slide the band off, which is completely wrong. I've actually, it's it's reattached itself, and I'm not losing any smoke. Oh, good. Your, so. your spittle has... Yeah. And that was the dumb smoker's fault, not the cigar's fault, by the way. <laughs> so... <clears throat> <sighs> a lot so, of a lot of food smoke, though. It's continued yeah. to really smoke a lot. And that's fun. I noticed that on some of the... Drew Estate cigars, like almost all of them that I smoke, just give off crazy foot smoke, and it's nice because they're they're kind of those sweet aromatic, makes right. the room smell really good. Mm-hmm. And on, most other cigars I don't notice, but this one seems to be giving off quite a bit. I mean, this is just sitting like, here in my hand, like nonstop. Stop. <laughs> I, I, if it feels like I don't know how long we've been sitting here, but it feels like it's burning really fast too. Is that, maybe is that we're not. The case? Maybe how do we got it? Are we at the? We're we're into the second thirty. See right? Oh, for sure. Maybe. Maybe it is. I don't know. I would say this. We ought to get close to an hour out of this, but I bet we're not going to. I bet we're only going to get 45 minutes or so. We're intensely smoking, maybe. Maybe that's it, too. But it's, and that's nice, too. And I think sometimes you could, you, if you, if you like it, if you're not paying attention, and sometimes you're just, you're smoking, you're liking, you're talking, the, the, the pleasure of it, you, you might draw faster. Mm-hmm. And I know that that affects how it tastes, too. It's fun sometimes to draw really hard and fast a couple times. And then draw really slow a couple times to see how it changes the taste. Yeah. <clears throat> and I kind of learned that because of being a pipe smoker, you have to baby pipe tobacco a lot more. You, you draw pipe tobacco too much, it'll burn your tongue, and it just won't be nice. But in cigars, you can change the flavor of the tobacco quite a bit by doing that. Mm-hmm. The retrohale on this is pretty nice, too. And I only do just a little bit, or it burns my nose on just about any cigar, but this one's kind of... Yeah, it's a little burny. So, you, you breached a, yeah. you breached something a while back that I wanted to get back to since before we started this, this morning, but okay. you were talking about... I'm going to make money on my property. I'm going to make money with my business. Yeah. And I really, really, really think that this point keeps being driven home, and I, I keep hearing more and more people talk about it. And I, you could get off the deep end with this idea, um, but, but the concept is uh, if you want to be successful at anything, whether it's working out or at business or even in spirituality, positive self-talk. Patterns of positive self-talk have to be um, employed. And I, I don't know, I've, I, I've always kind of relegated this or put, categorized this as what are the, one of those kooky name-it-claim-it it things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a reality. And, and it's funny because <clears throat> I've actually 
heard two different speakers who were former Navy SEALs talk about this. And I know, as I, as I do a little bit more digging on it, it's one of the things that they're indoctrinated with during their training, is, is visualization and self-talk. And, I don't know, so for let, initial comments, fly over, fly over that concept um, with me a little bit. Well, I, I completely agree, and part of it's because of, of my history with, I'm a, I'm a worst-case scenario person, and, it, and I think it's bad. But I say, oh, the worst case scenario is, is this. Yeah. Uh, so, I think you're. I agree with you because I'm kind. Of my the way I live my life is always worst case scenario is this. Oh, thank goodness! I feel hopeful because it wasn't worst case scenario, which is kind of a, almost a bad kind of. In, in that context, it's it's horrible, because God's best is the best. <laughs> And it's, it's hard to frame that, I think, sometimes for, for people that don't get God's rescue story. and really don't, I mean, it's hard for me. And I, I think I get it. <laughs> but the idea that God's best is always best. So no matter how bad things go, God is doing something in me. And I know I can always see the hope at the end. When I die, I'll be in heaven with God. But that's not the only hope God offers. God offers hope now. And it's not the worst-case scenario hope that I have. I think more positive talk in my life would help me. And the, the only caveat I'll add, and then I'll go back to you here, is that it's not... The positive talk where it goes wrong is when it's all about me. Um, the positive talk, ha your hope has to be in the right thing. If your hope is in you... I do think some people live that type of hope within themselves, and that gives them a drive, and that actually helps them, but there is a flaw in it, because the hope has to be in the right thing, and when my hope is in God and in His best, that's the best it gets, and that self-talk helps when the, when the focus, when the foundation is right. So there, that's my... Yeah, I think that where you can get really off track is if you try to convince yourself... Because that's what we're talking about is like you try to convince yourself of something. You're trying to change your pattern of thought, you know, and you can do And it's a, it's really a, um, how do you, what do you call it, uh, what do you call it when you're trying to persuade? It's a persuasion thing. So you're trying to, you're trying to shift your, yourself from patterns of negative thought to mm -hmm. patterns of positive thought. And, and, you know. I mean, it, that's good, you're saying. Right. That's what we're that's what we're talking about. Okay. It's kind right. of shifting. Yeah. And now, now sometimes that is about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, to to just kind of speak to what you were saying. It, we we have to take hold of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. Is and 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 I'm only taking hold of my thoughts. So it is kind of me centric in that way. I can't yeah. I can't right. try to take hold of other people's thoughts. But where we get into trouble, I think, with the whole idea of of um, where people get off track with it is when they're trying to convince themselves of things or persuade themselves to hold beliefs that they don't really believe, or the, or that aren't true at all in general. Yeah, that, that don't fit. Reality. So so you have to sort of start, I think, with with uh, identifying patterns, identifying negative patterns of self talk, and correcting them. And when I say correcting them, it's more aligning them with the truth, or and and but see, you can make things true, you know. You, you, especially when you're thinking about how you think of yourself, you know, I mean, if you, if you, if you're locked into a pattern of negative, like 
worst case scenario, always thinking, mm-hmm. of, oh no, how, how might this go wrong? Um, I think it's, that would be a pattern of negative self-talk that, that I would want to confront with, with, uh, with more true thoughts. I, whenever you do it, it should be gravitating toward more true things, you know? And I, you know, I, I, I think that I mostly think of these ideas, uh, when I'm talking about things that I want to accomplish, goals, or even obstacles that I'm up against, you know? It's, it's less about, for me, it's less about, um, less about improving my self-image or something, and more about, no, I'm going to win in this. I'm going to win. Or I'm going, I am going to discipline myself to do this, whether or not I feel like it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to win. Um, more stuff like that versus, versus God's going to bless me. He's going to, he's going to be on my side. He's going to come through for me. It's less about that. It's, it's more like, no, I'm going to hang with this. I'm going to, I'm not going to quit. I'm, you know. Okay. Am I making any sense? Yes, you are. And I want to comment on it, but I want you to, if you care, draw really hard a couple draws Mm -hmm. on this. The suite really ramped up when I drew really hard. I have been. So I might be smoking this too light and I'm going to, I'm going to draw a little harder and see see if I get some more sweet. And actually not just sweet, but I notice the sweet because I like it. But I think it just makes it fuller. That this needs to burn a little bit hotter or draw a little bit harder than we have been. So, um, and that's not just positive thinking. <laughs> I don't just want it to be sweeter. Um, but the reality is, if I if I draw a little bit harder, that the sweetness and a little more fuller taste comes out. Is your daughter calling for you? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. That's really good. So, so back to the positive thing. Yeah, it's the the hope in. I'm not hoping in myself when I'm positive thinking. I'm, but, and this is decidedly, you know, um, what I think is best for people to hope in, open God, hope in something more secure. But the but the positive talk really helps when it says this thinking isn't right. Or, uh, for instance, and sometimes it's not a morally right thing, but like. I need to do this to make my property successful, and I'm, and I know it's true, and I need to do those things, even if something uncertain happens later on, and the property burns to the ground. That doesn't make what I did wrong. I need to do certain things to make that property profitable, and even if the uncertainty raises its nasty head, and and something happens, and my property burns to the ground, and I quit making money. That it's still right for me to do these things to move things forward, but I could procrastinate, and I could not. Be disciplined and tell myself, this is what's best. This is what I need to do to move this forward. Yeah. Um, because some of those things you just you just learn in life. There's certain things you do that will will benefit. Mm-hmm. You buy something for ten dollars and sell it for twenty. You made ten. <laughs> it's not too complicated. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, when I think I I keep thinking of as we're talking about this something that a good friend of mine. Was was pondering out loud about, and he, uh, you know, I think so many times we try, to, we tend to think of our realities in a hundred percent context. So you say, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Uh, God, is it hundred percent God and zero percent me, or is it fifty percent me and fifty percent God? You know, I'm talking about seizing, yeah, mm-hmm. seizing life at its fullest, becoming all that we were created to be. 
And it's really a 200% reality. It's not 100% reality because it requires 100% God's intervention and it also requires 100% of my effort mm -hmm. and will and, and all of these things. And so, you know, God is going to be who He is going to be <clears throat> and I have to be all that I can be too. And I think that when... when I know for in, for my personal isn't self, that some branch of the services theme be be all, all you can be, be. It used yeah. to be <laughs> I think it is used to be used to be hmm. you know there's something to it you know <laughs> yeah we we off we so often in well, faith and in life in general leave leave things on the table and that's not the kind of man I want to be so no. I continually have to convince myself I have to correct my patterns of thought to say no I can I can achieve I can achieve this I can be more. Um, yeah, and the I just retrohale quite a bit with this, and it, and it burned my nose. But I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to retrohaling. I don't retrohale much, just a little bit to increase the taste, and it burned and made my eyes water. So I'm a little bit of a wimp, but I, I like how this is tasting. But I want to talk about for a second. Why do we make fun and make fun of people that use positive thinking? And I think we make fun of them because we think it's unhealthy and wrong. I think they're lying to themselves. Mm -hmm. Because, but but I think what they're doing and. I think they're trying to change. They're trying to change reality, and positive thinking doesn't like doesn't necessarily change out, out outgoing circumstances, but it can change the way I think. I can sit if I sit here and think positively every day that my property is going to make money, my property makes money, and I never positively think I have part of making that happen. Mm -hmm. Then just thinking that it's going to make money doesn't make it make money. <clears throat> yeah. I, I totally agree with that, and um, that that also kind of brings us to some of the other concepts that these guys were talking about when they were talking about positive self-talk, and that is visualization, you know, really seeing in your mind yourself successfully doing the tasks that you have to do, and also the idea of embracing, um, uh, some would say embrace the suck, <laughs> embracing the process. Yeah. And embracing the hard work and, you know, just to continue on this sort of Navy SEALs line of thinking. Because I, I really look up to the way those guys train their minds and their bodies. But, but um, the only easy day was yesterday. Is something that you, you commonly hear him say. The only easy day was yesterday. Yeah. Work hard today. You know, pour yourself into it today. And, man, that's, that's good advice for anybody. Whether, yeah. whether you're in business or in faith or just trying to be a good dad or or husband, or man, in general. You know, embrace... This might feel unpleasant today, but I'm going to push even harder. And I'm going to push even harder tomorrow. <laughs> you know? The only easy day was yesterday. I like... I like... I want to embrace those things. They feel... They resonate in my... In my heart, you know? And I... I want to... I want to be that kind of man. So I'll visualize it. Mm -hmm. I'll tell myself I am that kind of man. And I'll work hard today, you know? Yeah, and I can't... You know, and I can't... Honestly, I can't say too much about how there's just been little things sometimes, and I think my wife's been working hard to say positive things about me. And the way, just just in a moment, in just a fraction of a second, when I hear that, something something shifts in me. There, it, it it empowers me in a really interesting way when she speaks kindly and positively of, of my character. And my character isn't always kind, but that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so that, that means so much. Um, pause. I, I think I just got cedar. 
Mm. Is that a note? Is that a, is that a thing? Yeah, actually, it's very it's fairly common um, in cigars. Not not all of them necessarily, but because they're aged in what is it, Spanish cedar? Can't remember. Mm. But they're, they're most humidors are made of special kind of cedar, so it's something that commonly comes through. And I think there's a pleasant edge to it. I've gotten maybe on one occasion too much. Yeah, this was just the slightest, slightest, slightest little hint. It was nice. Getting something else too. I can't quite put my finger on it yet. But I do like drawing a little bit harder on this. That heating it up a little more um, mm -hmm. makes more flavor come out. And that's that's not always the case. I think you have to have fun with the cigars and just see. And I, I wonder when I read reviews, you know, somebody says, "Oh, this cigar, you know, didn't have any flavor, or whatever." And somebody else is like talking it up. I wonder, did someone just smoke it differently? Does one person yeah. smoke? harder or draw harder draw lighter I think I'm getting a little bit of a floral taste a little bit of a floral nose hmm. I would I would concede there's something kind of arom aromatic <clears throat> maybe aromatic mm -hmm. herb of some type I, I won't concede floral yeah but maybe um, yeah so we're getting close to the Final third here, and I've been smoking mm -hmm. mine faster. We all go both going about pretty, the same pretty rate, similar. pretty similar. You this might have is, been going a little faster. This than is me, so. almost trying to die on me a little bit. I don't know why. We might have been talking. We've been talking a lot. We got, which is fine. Um, I, I, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but you made me think of the fact that, um, it, as you were talking about positive thinking, that in our culture, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna judge our people in general and say, that in my opinion, and I'll be real careful to frame this as an opinion. People move too fast in American culture. But I think what I'm really wanting to say is not that they move too fast, but they move too fast at the wrong things. And recently that's kind of risen to the top because I've realized in my pursuit to rest an appropriate amount, um, I've tried to frame it in, I've tried to make rest like a part of <coughs> my everyday life. And sometimes the negative side of that has been I don't move fast enough on things I'm supposed to move fast on. I want to say, oh, well, I'm just going to take it easy. And I'm not sure that that's always the right thing to do. Because sometimes taking it easy means if you run really, really hard, you're going to have some real success and you're going to enjoy the rest on the other end. Yeah, and I think that um, people often disregard... I think people look at rest incorrectly. I think that, it, biblically speaking... We, Rest comes from knowing we are where God wants us to be, mm -hmm. and therefore, if we're not where we think, or if we're not where He wants us to be, we will in have this internal unrest. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but I think that I can be more at rest working hard on a construction crew sometimes mm -hmm. than I am when I'm sitting watching TV or or reading something because there's. I think that the idea of rest, we, we tend to think of it in, a, in physical terms when maybe we ought to think of rest more of a, as a spiritual settledness or a mental settledness. And I think that that's a much more fulfilling rest. I, I agree, and I would like, I've not dug into this enough theolog theologically to give a good Christian perspective on this, but my un it looks like, I think, if you go back in the Bible, it looks like the rest was specifically focused on physical rest. Now, I'll comment more on that in a second. What do you got for me, sweetie? What'd you pick? Dandelion. Oh, thank you. We got some... Are you going to cook them? No? Are they for me? Is it okay. a snack? 
Well, I you will... can eat dandelion. I know. Yeah, dandelion greens are yummy. We'll keep those. Or do you want to take them inside and have Mama save them for me? Okay, thank you. These are good, healthy looking ones, too. Um, so, that cute little face completely distracts me. But you said rest sometimes. Okay, I, I was saying that it, biblically, it seems like, without digging into it theologically, that the rest in the Bible is physical rest. So, I don't want to put my experience above what the Bible says. I might not be right on what the Bible says. I, would have to, I need to study that. But when I first got married, we talked about kind of framing rest in our, in our life. And I might go out in the garden and dig around and do some light physical work, but it was really restful for me. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that I was saying no physical work. I was saying no obligatory work. And that kind of freed me up to say, oh, geez, maybe I'll go out and build a treehouse. Woo, this is fun. you know. And that can be a type of rest, especially <clears throat> when, you, when you're kind of in that zone where you're just having a good time, you're enjoying it, you're doing physical work. There's a type of rest that's not an obligation that doesn't set. You don't have to paint this picture out of oil, but you want. You just want to, and it is physical work. Um, and when it's not your job, your career, your occupation, you can just do something for fun. And there's a type of rest I think that's in that. Now I don't want to frame that with the constant drive to entertain ourselves and recreate, because I think that's a drive that sometimes play, play. Yeah, I've got to work, work, work real hard so I can go out and work, work, work real hard at playing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that can really hurt us. Yeah, I think so too. There's a well, and I think um, that something could be said for stillness. Mm -hmm. That I think is, uh, I think that that's really important, and I think that probably is tied in with what God wants from us as far as rest goes, because He speaks to us in stillness. So sometimes we have to just be still. Yeah. <clears throat> And I think in our culture today, with so much information available, so much, you know, the internet, everything, you can keep your mind oh, right yeah. all the time. We're addicted to it, actually. We're addicted to unstillness. We are. So I have to relate it back to um, tobacco. And I, I wish, the, the guy's name is something like Dr. Gabrioli, or it's a weird name. But he's a guy that apparently did a small study and he separated out pipe smokers from cigarette smokers. And I don't know if it's reputable, but I know that the study's out there. <clears throat> and he found that pipe smokers live two years longer than not cigarette smokers, but non-smokers. And so all of the pipe people are like, woo, they're all excited about it. But then if you read further on in the study, he says that they probably didn't live longer because they smoked pipe. They probably lived longer because they would sit down for an hour and just relax and enjoy a pipe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this isn't science. This is opinion, but I, I think he's right. I think, gosh, if you just sit down for 30 minutes to 60 minutes a day and just relax, no pressure, and enjoy. And the flip side of that, then, <laughs> is what I was talking about. Then getting up and running hard at the things you need to run hard for. See, that's the thing. I... It, rest is of zero consequence if it's all the time. It has to be. Yeah. A has, it has to be real rest, and you can't rest unless you're tired. <laughs> you know, you can't rest unless you're tired. Yeah. Uh, just this morning, I was I saw a, a news article. It was the top story on Drudge this morning. May still be that uh, Europe and I think we could expand that a little bit, but at least Europe is having an epidemic of 
of laziness, just inactivity. Mm-hmm. And gosh, well, I I I see it, and I don't I don't want to blame. I don't want to speak too broadly on this, but I, you know, my job is working with teens, particularly probably working with um, maybe what might be called at-risk or high-risk kids. And I've seen kids that'll say, oh man, I just, I really, really want to be a great guitar player. And it seems like our culture doesn't allow us to, to, to help them with reality and say, you can't be a great guitar player unless you practice 20 minutes a day. And there aren't enough people telling the story, aren't enough great guitar players saying, well, well yeah, I, I practice, you know, an hour a day for, for 10 years. Now I'm great. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, just wanting it, just yeah. thinking it, just being positive about it and wanting it and being passionate about it will get you there and it won't. Yeah. And that's reality. And when we try to frame our positive thinking outside of that reality, it doesn't help. Yeah. And just meeting, meeting with teens and saying, gosh, if, honestly, if you do anything for 20 minutes a day, and 20 minutes isn't very long, you do anything for 20 minutes a day for two years, you're going to be better than 90% of the people in the world at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, Including if you're lazy for 20 minutes a day. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, see, it's like, it's, it's a cyclical problem where we have, we have a culture right now that is, at the, that is simultaneously addicted to um, sort of this uh, unproductive activity. We're always busy, always entertaining, always... We have this insatiable lust for entertainment and to be occupied, our minds. So we don't have stillness, and that hurts us. But then we also, at the, what, that has, what that has sort of instilled, I think, in this culture is, also, is this other thing, which is this endless, insatiable lust for um, this pursuit of feelings, where we, you know, are, are constantly pursuing good feelings. This, you know, so we have a bunch of people that don't really know how to work and don't really know how to rest and are just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. So, I got a little bit of your floral... And I was almost yeah. ready to identify it, and then this cute little face decided to <laughs> come in and sit on my lap of here. Um, but the coffee I thought went kind of a little bit back to more of a cocoa, but I was getting some aromatic. It was a, it was like a sweet, but it wasn't on the palate; it was on the nose. So I'm getting a springtime flower. I don't know what it is yet, but I would say it was floral. Yeah, definitely lilac. Maybe you might be getting that because we have a lilac bush outside that door. But, <laughs> but there, wouldn't, there wouldn't be any lilacs on it, though. Not yet. There aren't. Well, they're, they're, they're a springtime. They're yeah. early springtime thing. But that's what I think I get. I think I'm getting a little bit of lilac out of this. Yeah, I'm getting that. <clears throat> you like that? See all that smoke? <laughs> Speaking of flowers and... Little girls being here. I, I get to take my little Ren on a date tonight. Really? Yeah. She wants to eat Chinese food. Oh. Which is... I'm not begrudging that. Yeah. It would be nice if we lived in Japan and could go there really, really good. Japanese or, you know, Eastern... What, what's the correction? I'm supposed to say Oriental or something, I think. But whatever. Eastern, yeah, whatever. Asian something? Yeah. <clears throat> You tried the Japanese the Japanese place in Pella yet? 
Um, if you're talking about Yamato, yeah, oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, we spend way too much money there. Yeah, that's a good spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna get sushi that's not straight out of the ocean, that's the pl- and you're in Iowa, that's the place to go. Yeah, it's a great place. What? You want an apple? Okay. Will you take a couple apples out to your sister? Okay. <laughs> Say bye. Okay. <laughs> This is yours right here. You eat that one and take those out to your sister. About ready to wrap this up? Mm. I'm going to try to enjoy it a little more if we've got time. Hmm? I mean, that's, you want to wrap this up? Mm, we could. So, we're all, we're definitely into the final third. Yeah. So, and I think we've covered some good topics today. So, definitely don't want to end this cigar yet, but I'm but in the in the closing cigar comment, I want to say that that floral is really interesting, and I, the transition of coffee cocoa that's been fun. The transitions are sometimes fun. I suppose I prefer a consistent stick, but gosh, I can't complain about a really nice stick that's going to change up, you know. So I'm getting a lot more nicotine now. I think so too. I think I'm going to have to go pee again. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I've been drinking water, and then the nicotine definitely systemically making the water go through me faster. And uh, are you, oh, this is important. You're drinking some coffee with you too. So that could, that could add to or take away from depending on. Yeah, I haven't been, it, the, the coffee definitely jived better with the Connecticut. Okay. Than with this one. Okay. Yeah? You want more apples? (laughs) I think she's a little suspicious of me. Maybe. Well, yeah, so, you want to call it good for today? Yep, let's call it good. So, okay. <clears throat> you have thoughts, uh, questions for us, put them in the comments section, and we'll see you next week.